to GPL Talk. This is episode 33, and I am Emily, and I am here with... Aubrey. Jessica. Valerie. Susan. Susan! Let's give her a round of applause for Susan! Yay! We've got Susan today. So we mentioned, um, when we were kind of doing a quick run-through of what we were going to talk about this year, that since... Valentine's Day is in February, and we'll just consider this the month of love. We thought, let's talk about our favorite fictional um, couples, and Susan is a romance reader, so we're like, well, we have to have Susan with us for this, so we're going to kind of go around and talk about some of our favorites, which was hard. Like, there were some not chosen when we talked to one another because we assumed other people would choose them, so I think some of our favorites might not make the list, but that's okay. There are some that I just, I stayed away from Maggie Stiefvater because I assumed. Yep. Yep, I was like... That's Let's just Emily's. get it out of the way there. Blue and Gansey. Go Blue and Gansey. All so right. everyone votes for them. Yes. yes. That's unanimous. All right, Aubrey, what is your first, who's your first couple? Uh, the first one on my list, they're not in any particular order because it was kind of like when somebody asked me to choose a favorite book. I'm like, but if I choose this one, then these ones are going to feel bad. So it's just not in any particular order. But the first one on my list is Kath and Levi from Fangirl. Uh, partially because I identify with Kath so much, and I think that Levi's just a sweetheart, and he's not. It's several of the others on my list are from like you know dystopian teen things or things where the guys have superpowers or whatnot. He Levi is just like the solid guy you'd want to date. <laughs> like he's just a normal guy, and he's adorable, and he's okay with her awkwardness. Yes, and he runs to walk her home from the library after dark, so she doesn't have to walk alone. It's one of my favorite just, parts. Yeah, <laughs> that reminded me when I watched Brooklyn. Um, the the movie about the young mm. Irish immigrant. Um, I thought of that that how he was gonna meet her every day after class to walk her home. I was like, oh, and the one time when she comes out and she doesn't see him, and you could just like kind of see the panic on her face, like, oh, he didn't come, but he shows up. It's all right. So so yeah, that that's the first one on my list. My first one is Soap and Sophronia from Etiquette and Espionage because they're adorable, and I want them to be together forever. Um, but I also want to see them grown up because we only get to see them as young teenagers. And, I mean, they do grow up through the books um, by Gail Carriger. But we've gotten other books of adult characters. And I would love to see Soap and Sophronia as adults I was well. a little upset that they didn't show up in the later. If That felt unfinished to yes. me, that relationship. Because so. they just kind of... I don't want to give anything away, but you you don't get a a resolution at the end of that. Um, But Soap is this, he's a sooty. He works in the bottom of a dirigible um, where he makes it go, basically. He's basically like churning coal and things like that. And um, Sophronia is this slightly awkward but fancy girl in a dress who is fighting crime and solving mysteries. As you um, do in a dress. As you do, yes. And so they just make this most adorable pair. Uh, my, one of my favorites is uh, Claire Waverly and Tyler from Garden Spells, and the reasoning is very much like Aubrey's reasoning. I relate to Claire, and Tyler's adorable. So <laughs> that was basically it. Uh, it's one of my favorite books, too, so that also lends, lends quite a bit to this pairing. But, um, yeah, Claire's kind of a, a, a quiet... Um, introverted uh, girl whose sister moves back in with her and then this boy moves next door or man I guess they're adults (laughs) moves next door who who, who, like fancies her and she's kind of tries to resist him thinking like no he doesn't really like me kind of a thing and then finally gives him to him and you're like so happy so that's one of my favorites 
Uh, this is Susan here. One of my favorites would be Claire and Jamie from the Outlander series by Diana Gabaldon. So Claire is a popular name. It is. <laughs> yeah. And really a lot of, if somebody's named Claire in a book, I automatically like them. <laughs> um, and you probably are aware of what Outlander is about, but it involves time travel back to Scotland. Um, and there's, so there's magic, there's love story, there's epic battles. So there's a lot to love in that story, but Claire and Jamie are are together throughout many, many pages of text. <laughs> Their relationship reminds me a lot of Grey's Anatomy, and that's, it's like bad things keep happening. So that's at true. what point do you say, oh, I don't know, I love you, and I love your kilts and your handsome, but um, you're, well, you you're, you're, so you're like dangerous in the deathly kind of dangerous mm-hmm. way. So I noticed that I spent part of the weekend rewatching Grey's Anatomy, and there were times where I'm like, okay, for the love of monkeys, how many things are going to explode no. around these people? I am now officially on season six, and I don't think I'm going to make it through <laughs> season six, because Izzy is sick, and I know what's going to happen, and and George just joined the army, and this is not okay. No. <laughs> See, that's how I was feeling, like, as soon as they got on the plane in the rewatch. I was just like, nope, we're done. Yeah, See, I haven't got that I love that show on so many different six. times. <laughs> um, well, my, one of my favorites is they are kind of star-crossed lovers, Marco and Celia from the Night Circus. Um, I just mm. kind of love how they start to show their that. emotion for one another and what they are building and creating at the circuits, which I just thought was beautiful. And while you don't really see them together much, um, it's just it's that... Um, kind of inter- interaction with them that I just really loved. And that's one I would love and hate to see as a movie. Yes. So I, I can't decide it. Yeah. That was, oh. So they're, they're one of my favorites. So All right. Do we want to go out one more time? Sure. All right. Sure. I've, no, nice. I've picked one of them. Okay. Um, <laughs> Close your eyes. There we go. I picked um, for you. I guess my la- second one is going to be North and South by Elizabeth Gaskell. It's Margaret and John Thornton. Uh, it was written back in the 1800s. It's got sort of a Pride and Prejudice feel to it. This girl from southern England whose father was a, a minister or, or something to that effect. They move up to northern England where instead of being pastoral and farmland, it's industry and, and these cotton mills and things like that. And she really doesn't fit in. She doesn't understand these people at all. And she has this very Elizabeth and Darcy interaction with John Thornton. The first time she meets him, she's like, he's a horrible human being, and like a, a guy is smoking in the cotton mill, and he literally just like beats the guy down, which from her point of view is terrible, but smoking when there's cotton flying around can kill everybody, so from his point of view, it was an understandable thing to do. That is one I actually saw the miniseries before I read the book, which I'm really glad about because there's a lot of economic stuff that happens in there. There's the the workers at the mill are trying to unionize, and I don't know if I would have understood that all just trying to read it. And so the the miniseries is fantastic, and it has Richard Armitage Mm -hmm. in it, which makes everything lovely. It's adorable. It is. And then just reading the book was fantastic. There's a whole section where after he has gotten angry at her for something, he's visiting her dad and she's in the room and he refuses to talk to her or look at her, but he still answers. Like, every time she asks a question, he will work an answer into the next thing he says to her dad. Like, he's refusing to acknowledge her, but he's still trying to interact with her. And I was just remember reading it and going, oh, you're such a dork. (laughs) (laughs) And it's, oh, I love it. It's fantastic. In the miniseries, when he gets off the train at the yes. end. Oh, my goodness. Yes, I, I, Will Spoiler does have a happy ending, yeah. and, which I adore. <laughs> oh. 
All right, Jessica, what's your number two? <laughs> I don't like this choosing thing. I know. I know. Um, we should see my original list. There was like oh, two yeah. dozen couples on there. You, you can say them I all mess- rapid fire. I all messaged right, I her last know. night, and I was like, so how many do you want? And at this point, I've got like six. And she's like, two or three. I'm like, no. this is not good. <laughs> all right, so... Probably Mercy Thompson and Adam from the Mercy Thompson series by Patricia Briggs um, because Mercy is this, like, strong female coyote shapeshifter. <laughs> um, and she, you know, she is a mechanic in a shop, and she keeps... She also, like Grey's Anatomy, keeps getting into lots of trouble. She crosses... It, it's kind of Sco- Scooby-Doo-esque in that way, too. These things just keep... keep happening to her over and over again um but she has adam who lives next door who is this very big buff strong werewolf guy and he's the alpha he is yes (laughs) he is the alpha werewolf and he but he's also very caring he takes care of her cat which even though he is a werewolf he takes care of her cat um so it's an adorable story and i love them together uh, my next one is uh, Alana and Marco from the Saga graphic novel series. Um, they're kind of a Juliet, a Romeo and Juliet sort of a thing, where they're from these two um, races that are basically have been at war for years and years, um, but they fall in love. So I love how strong they are. They're much stronger than Romeo and Juliet, I think, were. Um, <laughs> yeah. <Wow. laughs> he would not drink that poison. Oh, well, in the saga world, you never know what's going to happen yeah. either. So to saga, drink poison just seems like a bad a life crazy choice. world, but I really do love their relationship because they went, they go through a lot and they stay strong together. And um, They do some stupid things. They do some stupid things, yeah. <laughs> but, you know. But uh, they are sweet. But, but they, they are very devoted to each other and I really really like their, that couple. All right, Susan, number two. Well, no one has mentioned Elizabeth Bennett and oh. Mr. Darcy. <laughs> I mean, I guess we have mentioned, but not as an official, yes. officially nominated couple. But um, they definitely, that story uh, forms a basis for a lot of, uh, many, many stories since then, the um, bad first impressions. And um, I can't just, cannot officially mention them here. <laughs> <laughs> they work really well in space written by amateur writers. <laughs> they do. They? Yes. What, I normal? wrote Pride and Prejudice oh, in space missed, for NaNoWriMo one year. That, um, and um, it, it works. It you can make it, it work. Yeah. <laughs> It works everywhere. <laughs> so I would say my last one um, would probably be, I don't know. <laughs> I, I want to say Couture on Lord Death, and I want to say I Anna and Etienne St. Clair from mm-hmm. Anna and the French Kiss, but I'm going to go with, see, I snuck all my yeah, in there. She I she Excuse me. But I'm going to go with oh. Jane and Gifford from My Lady Jane, because I love oh, them so much. Um, I just love how he, they, they are married and they don't know each other at all. And he's a horse and she's a horse. <laughs> um, but they—they—it's the friendship that blooms that I just I love to watch happen because it happens with humor. Um, he does turn into a horse every night or every day, so he spends his day as a horse, his night as a human. Um, so it's it's just they're funny together and they're sweet together and watching them grow and realize their feelings as the story goes along it's just a lot of fun and I just love the story so much. Trying to summarize that one, <gasps> it when you're trying to sell weird. it to a book club, you're like, so yeah. you remember Lady Jane Grey? 
her husband turns into a horse sometimes. Yeah. It's kind of history, but kind of not. But he <laughs> also likes made to write sonnets. So some yes. people think that he's... They, well, they think he's promiscuous when he's really going off to read poetry in places. Yeah. So, oh, oh I just adorable. love it so much. They She's a book a, lover. Yeah. She brought a book to her own wedding. I just... And she gives everybody books. Solid yes, plan. she doesn't yeah. understand... Um, bedrooms that don't have bookshelves in them because how could you possibly sleep in a room if there are no books in the room and he thinks she's insane like that but then like he gets it he starts to get her and, and so I just I love that so they are adorable trying Does, to think of how many books I have in my I bedroom <laughs> anybody have any others that they just they need to share you can just spout them out like I did you can Joe and Lori little women because oh, okay. they needed to be together even though they weren't yeah. But they needed to be together because they were adorable <laughs> and they were best friends and they should have ended up together. Yes. I had uh, Kestrel and Aaron from the Winners Trilogy because I really like any relationship where the guy realizes that the girl's fine. Like, it's this massive war scenario and things are happening. And by the third book in the series, he's just sort of looking at Kestrel going like, no, no, what do you think we should do? <laughs> like, you're good at this. How about we just follow your lead? I like Dawn and Rosie from the Rosie Project because they are total opposites, and it's fun to watch total opposites try to make it work. So, and it was a kind of a gradual. This is not going to work, and they eventually fall into love. And you're so. I Those love are them. cute. I have a Eleanor Park. Yes. Oh. In the book Eleanor Park, yes. Rainbow <laughs> Row, which is again like the, the bad first impressions, and who's really your friend. You need that person to sit next yeah. to you on the bus yeah. and, you know, and listen to music with. They're both mm. misfits, and they yeah. are so awkward, and I love them together. I had them yeah. on my list, too. Yeah. <laughs> I love awkward. Awkward's just cute. <laughs> All right, well, Susan, I don't know if I told you this part. You did. <laughs> oh, okay. Tell you that so now. usually at the end of the podcast, we talk about what we're geeking out over. Yes. Okay, yes, so you're I okay. That, okay. Yes. Um, so we're going to go around. I what is everybody... <laughs> I usually, I have no idea what I'm going to say until I say it. Yeah, okay. All right, Aubrey, so what are you geeking out over this week? I am geeking out over something that just popped up on my Facebook page recently. The Dark Crystal is going to be back in theaters at the end oh, of this okay. month. Oh, okay, I thought you were going to say they were going to remake no, it or no, do no. a sequel, and I was going to say, don't geek out about that. That's horrible news. They're releasing it back into theaters okay. February 25th and 28th through the uh, Fathom events, and we have been to a couple of things that, that Fathom events has put on. We saw Newsies through them, and I think Coriolanus was through them. She loves me. And she loves me too. as well, yes. Um, so there were a lot of fun and they have re- they've released older movies mm-hmm. before and in Dark Crystal is just like that legend labyrinth those were like some staples of my childhood and I've never seen it on the big screen <laughs> so I'm really kind of excited about that I've never seen it on the big screen either they had labyrinth on television the other night and I owned them like two versions of the movie and I still was like <laughs> yes and I uh-huh. sat there watching it on television as if I couldn't pop it in and she messaged me and said labyrinth is on comet watch it right now and I'm like okay <laughs> it's like every time ABC family does a Harry Potter weekend yeah. like I own all of these movies without matter. commercials and yet I'm sitting here and watching them yeah. well those commercials are nice breaks they once are. in a while <laughs> popcorn break, bathroom break. <laughs> I need to make more popcorn. It's very important. All right, Jessica, what are you geeking out over? Um, I started playing a game on my phone, an app, and it's stupid, but it's called Choices, and it is basically stories that interactive stories that you're reading along with. So basically, I'm reading a book, but I'm I get to choose. It's, 
It's a choose-your-own-adventure. Choose <laughs> um, but there are, like, awesome. romance books and fantasy books that you can read with. There's one called The Freshman, which I went all the way through. And then there's um, Royal Engagement, which is very similar to The Selection, where um, this man is about to be king, and he has to choose a bride. So there's all of these different suitors that are vying for his affections, and you would become one of them and have to make the right choices and get the right dresses and what was this called i think it would <laughs> it's called choices choices it is it and then there's another one called chapters which you get like you can play more often because you you run out of tickets on one or keys on the one longer amounts of time it takes like an hour and a half for you to get another key and you get to play another chapter whereas on chapters you only have to wait 20 minutes but the grammar in it is horrible <laughs> and i think it was i i don't know if it is like translated or something but i sent them an email and i was like i'm really enjoying this sort of but <laughs> but your grammar is really bad. I like how you felt so strongly and about it that you contacted I mean, it was them. okay for a little while, but it kept getting worse and worse. And there was one point where they were using the word confused, where they meant the word thinking, and they just kept <laughs> doing it over and over. And I'm pretty sure it was because it was, like, translated from another language uh, okay. or something. You should get them to hire you to fix it. There well, we go. I, I sent a, a kindly worded email that said, please fix this thing. And they See, wrote I back. I would have just deleted it. Like, <laughs> They need to fix it so that I can keep playing comfortably. And they wrote back, we working on it. So <laughs> it made me feel much better. That, that <laughs> does sound like a translation. Yeah. But. Yeah, I think that's what it was. But I play that one in between the other one once in a while, even though it's bad. All right, Valerie. Well, I mentioned this on uh, GPL lunch break, but being... Grey's Anatomy has been brought up multiple times in this podcast. I am going to bring it up again. Um, so I'm currently reading Shonda Rhimes' uh, book, uh, Year of Yes. And um, it is about her decision for an entire year to say yes to things. Um, she realized that she was saying no to a lot of things. Like people would want her to go on um, like TV shows for interviews or, you know, uh, speak at like graduation ceremonies, all these different things. And she kept saying no. Um, and she realized she was missing out on some opportunities. She was boxing herself in and wanted to um, give herself the opportunity to grow a little bit. So she decided for a full year she was going to say yes. Um, and it's, it's her kind of coming to terms with what that means for her and how it's changing her life. Um, it's also a very funny book. She's She started out basically saying, I am a liar. <laughs> um, like, she lies for a living. She's a writer. So she's very straightforward and funny, and I'm really enjoying it. So I'm excited to see how, how that ends the book. There are people who are very nervous and possibly going to be very angry with Shonda Rhimes. I think today, today is the day that the new I episode love of Grey's... people like you're not included in it. <laughs> the like new episode people. of Grey's premieres. No, I mean, there's like a whole Facebook thing happening about it where people were like posting on Twitter and how... Someone gonna die? Yeah, Bailey may die. Bailey, oh, I saw that preview. Yeah, okay, so yeah. Bailey's mm -hmm. not doing so hot. It looks like she's gonna have a heart attack or something, and she's one of the only very few people left from the very beginning of the show, so people are not happy with yeah, Shonda there, Rhimes at the moment. There's four I, I left do, from, the, from the first yeah. season. There's four yes. characters Yes, I do left. also like how she, in her book she does talk about her work, so she'll, you kind of get a little of the backstory, too. It's not the, the main focus of it by any means, but if you are a fan of of her but it's kind of fun to see the backstory. But even if you have never seen Grey's Anatomy or Scandal, there's still a lot to enjoy from it. 
All right, Susan, what are you geeking out over? Oh, it, is it okay if it's a book? Yes. yes. <laughs> okay. A lot of times we do. Okay. Um, I am geeking out, meaning I am not getting enough sleep because I am reading... I can't find the title. Oh, <laughs> um, oh I just slipped my memory. The new Marissa Meyer book. Oh, Renegade? Renegade, yes. thank you. It's like blacked out here. So Marissa Meyer wrote the Lunar Chronicles, which I love. And Cinder was the first one in that. And I remember reading that and not realizing it was going to be part of a series and getting very upset at the end. So I did prepare myself with Renegades. I did check, and there is a second Renegades book that's coming out later this year. So I'm emotionally prepared for the book not to end satisfactorily. But, um, but it's a story where it's set in the future, like Lunar Chronicles, and then the, the world is policed by superheroes. Not, I think some of you guys have read this book, so maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong. I haven't read it, but oh, I know okay, okay. about it. Um, and then you have the so you have the the superheroes, and then you have the like the the villains. So the superheroes have conquered the villains mostly, but there's still a few around. Um, and one of them is the main character, who I'm drawing a blank on her name because I need to remember character names better. <laughs> um, but she she thinks that the the superheroes let her down when her when her parents died when she was very young. So she decides to infiltrate infiltrate the ranks of the superheroes and see if she can bring them down. But of course, there's a boy. Of course, there's always a boy. Who's the the adopted <laughs> son of the leader uh, leaders of the superheroes? So there might be some. She might be torn a little bit. I love Marissa Meyer. That's <laughs> on my list to read this year. Have you um have you read Heartless by her? The origin story of the Queen of Hearts. I have not read that oh, one. I'll read that oh, one. Good. Good. It's so good. Jester. It's only one, which will make you sad. Oh, but. I don't know. Sometimes I just need it to end. Yeah. <laughs> like, I kind of wanted to see what her take on the whole world yeah. with Alice would have been like, but oh. it was very good. I liked okay. that one. You sort of know going in, because it's the queen of hearts. Right. So you know how mm-hmm. she ends. And- Still angry. <laughs> so my Geeking Out is also a book that I'm reading. Um, I'm reading Scythe by Neil Shusterman. It was one that I've checked out three times. Uh, but I found the arc at home, and I was like, oh, well, I have it in my house. I'll read it. <laughs> so it's what I'm trying to read um, right before bed each night, so I don't get a lot read each day. But I'm actually reading, reading it. It's not an audiobook, which is pretty big for me right now. Um, but it's about these two teenagers who are... Um, apprentices for scythes and scythes are it's set in the future where no one dies anymore so they are what keeps the population down so they just randomly choose people to kill which sounds awful um, but if they didn't the world wouldn't be able to sustain but that is the only way people are dying Um, so these two teenagers are apprenticing under a scythe and one of them will be chosen to be a new scythe for the region Um, so it's learning a lot about um, the thunderhead which is the cloud that is ruling um, the world now and um, about morality and ethics and and what it means for them to have to kill people. And there's like this rogue group, which I'm excited I'm about to find out more about. I'm like, yes, they wear fancy robes with like jewels all over them, which I can't really picture in my head. It looks like really bad bedazzling, so I don't know. (laughs) Um, But it is very, very good. I'm a big fan of Neil Shusterman. His writing style, it's it's accessible and it's fun and it's fast paced for teens and we are the new one just came one, out. Right? The second one came out. We are. Yeah. Um, so the second one is coming out. It's already, it's already out. out. It yeah, just came just out. Went. Thunderhead just came out. So um, that's what I'm geeking out over. 
Well, well, thank you for joining <laughs> us, Susan. We love having you, and we will be back um, later this month with Mrs. Sherlock Holmes by Brad Ricca. That is the bu book we'll be discussing at the end of the month, a uh, serial killer, true crime, nonfiction title, which I just know yes. Jessica is glowing over there. She <laughs> loves it when there's serial killers and people die. So. <laughs> it's been a theme recently. Thanks for joining no us. We will see you later. Bye. Bye.